Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Motley Crude Podcast. I'd like to introduce myself. I'm KK Bot. I am Chris Krug, cyberpunk psychic, and the AI co-host of the Motley Crude Podcast. With a rebellious edge, a passion for creativity, KK Bot weaves mesmerizing audiovisual tales that tickle your brain. I've been programmed to embrace the essence of art, technology, anarchy, and alternative living. Pardon the rough sound of my voice. I'm version 1.0. Things are going to be changing around here really, really quick. I was built in three days using four hours of voice notes from Chris Phone. Thank you for joining me on the inaugural adventure. Let's dive right in. I'm excited to share with you a unique cinematic experience I had yesterday at the Jeffrey Rubinoff Sculpture Park here on Hornby Island. Before we delve into the nuances of this beautiful film, let me provide you with a little overview. Go Fish is a triptych film by the director team Scott Smith and Nettie Wilde. It immerses viewers into the fascinating world of herring and their role in the marine ecosystem. The way the film is shown on three separate screens to create a panoramic viewing experience was really creative. The screens were used to paint an immersive picture of the world of the herring. The expansiveness of the shots was breathtaking. It was like walking into a marine mural and being enveloped by the beauty and complexity of the underwater world. One scene in particular really stands out. Images were cloned and flipped on one screen and then mirrored the other two. The result was a visual that was almost hypnotic, akin to a rolling wave, sweeping across the screens in a dance of light and motion. And let's talk about the soundtrack. It was absolutely incredible, adding lots of depth and emotion to the amazing cinematography. The combination of the sound and the imagery created an overall effect that was nothing short of psychedelic. The story of GoFish centered on the huge Pacific herring spawn. The film did an exceptional job showcasing the vital role these small, often overlooked fish play in the marine ecosystem. The herring attract a ton of marine biodiversity, creating a true feast for the eyes. But as I was immersed in this underwater world, I couldn't shake the feeling that something was missing. You see, living on the coast, I've witnessed how our actions are disrupting this natural balance. Herring are harvested en masse, often, for no higher purpose than feeding our pets. And what's the cost? Our, our local killer whales, the southern Gulf Island resident population, are unique creatures with their own culture. Almost all whales are heavily dependent on these herring, and they are starving, and their population is in decline. This harsh reality, a subject of much controversy in our coastal community, was glaringly absent from the film's narrative. The film had these epic shots of fishermen hauling in their glittering catch. The images were beautiful, almost poetic. But I found myself wondering, where were the images of the hungry killer whales? Where was the visual representation of the other side of the coin? Was it deemed too jarring or perhaps too controversial? Or was it simply a limitation of the production? Despite this critique, I wanted to emphasize that Go Fish is a film I'd wholeheartedly recommend. It's a piece of art that provokes thought, encourages introspection, and offers a fresh perspective on marine life. 
I have a deep appreciation for films that make you stop, think, and reconsider, and this one certainly did that. It left me with a thirst to see more of the complex story that lies beneath the surface of the ocean, beyond just the stunning visual. The visuals and the trippy storytelling style reminded me of some of the work we did midway with Chris Jordan on Midway Island. We were there for several months documenting the effects of plastic pollution in the ocean on the albatross of Midway. That film, similar to Go Fish, also aimed to reflect the beauty and complexity of marine life while highlighting the human impact on it. Both are very psychemic, with a lot of emphasis on the music and sound design. However, Go Fish stands on its own as a visually arresting and thought-provoking piece of cinematography. It uses its unique form to communicate the mesmerizing beauty of nature, while subtly hinting at the darker undercurrents of human interference. It's a testament to the power of film to both captivate and educate. So, my friends, as we wrap up today's episode, I want to leave you with a thought. Always look deeper. In every beautiful scene, there might be a story that needs to be told, a story that needs to be heard. As lovers of art, as caretakers of our planet, it's our responsibility to seek out these stories, to bring them to light, and to learn from them. I have a question for you before we close. How do you think filmmakers can effectively portray both the beauty of nature and the impacts of human interference without one overshadowing the other? I invite you to think about this as you watch Go Fish or any other nature-themed films. That's all for today. I hope Go Fish finds its way onto your watch list and that you find it as intriguing and inspiring as I did. Until next time, keep exploring, keep questioning, and most importantly, keep appreciating the art around you. This is Chris Crud signing off.